Hello, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. Um, Today's podcast is looking at your morning practice or your morning ritual. So um, for those of you that are new to this podcast, my website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner and my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work and um, intuitive readings. You might hear in the background uh, something that sounds like a plane taking off, which is our fan, as it's an incredibly hot day today, uh, recording this um, in the summer. But I'm inspired to record a podcast on morning practices. So I once had a friend tell me that their morning practice was to get up in the morning, and the very, very first thing that they did was to turn their phone on and to check social media. And after trawling through their social media page for about half an hour, they might then um, have a cup of tea, uh, maybe do a prayer of some kind or do some yoga, and then get on with their day. And the friend came to me for a healing and so became um, a client for a while. And um, I suggested that they bring in a morning practice where they set up an altar and they have a place where they kind of focus their energies. And... um, they came back for a second healing session and I said, so how's the daily practice going of, you know, working with your altar and setting intentions? And they said to me, well, it's not really working. I've got my altar, but I don't feel like anything shifting. So I said, well, look, just talk me through what your morning practice is. What do you do? And they said, well, I wake up in the morning and I lie in bed and I look at my altar. And I said, and then what do you do? And they said, well, nothing. I just lie there and I look at my altar And I don't feel like it's making a difference. And it took some kind of explaining and um, discussion between us for me to say, well, you actually have to actively participate in a ritual, which means getting out of bed and sitting in front of your altar. And, you know, maybe you light a candle, maybe you burn some incense, maybe you just sit and stare at the stuff on your altar. Um, You know, maybe you have an intention for the day or a prayer or you do some mantras or, you know, whatever it is that works for you. But you've got to actively engage with this altar to make it a, a a responsive part of your life. Otherwise, nothing will happen. It will be just, you know, you staring at an altar. And once they started to engage with the practice, they found it to be deeply transformative. And it was really exciting and wonderful to hear the realizations that they were making through their morning practice. So I think for most people, a morning practice tends to be, you know, get up, have a shower, have a cup of tea, have breakfast, check social media, check emails, go to work. And it's very easy to fall into that as a morning practice. I've had times in my life when I'm really busy or I'm traveling and I've, and I've noticed with kind of horror that the first thing I do is check my phone, go through my emails and then invariably get sucked into checking social media. And then before I know it, it's half an hour into the morning. I don't have much time now and it's basically time to get ready to go to work. So um, I would invite you to really just think about what you do first thing in the morning and and really kind of dissect it. So, you know, what are your thoughts first thing in the morning? What are the actions that you do first thing in the morning? Um, and how do they set you up for the day? And what would life be like if you were to try something different? Our morning time is our most potent time because we're straight up from the sleep state, the dream state, and we're at our most kind of susceptible. We're at our most impressionable. And it's 
at that time that we can set really strong intentions for the day, we can clear, we can plug in, um, power up, as they say in shamanism. Um, it's a really powerful time for us. And I'm aware that not all of us have the time to dedicate an hour or two hours to a morning practice, but even five to 10 minutes can make a massive difference during the week and then perhaps weekends can be a time when you spend longer on your morning practice. And I know that it's even harder when there's kids involved and families and life crisis and so on. But one of the truest things I ever heard, and it's a, I'm paraphrasing again, I think it's paraphrasing from the Buddha, is that you know, when, you're, when you're busy, you meditate. When you're even busier, you meditate for longer. And I really feel that when we're at our most stressed and life feels like it's at its crisis level, that's when our morning practice, that's when our practices need to kind of go up 100% because it shows, our life is showing us that we're out of alignment. So whatever's going on in our life is showing us that we are out of alignment. And what we often try and do is fix the external. You know, if we could only get that person to do that thing or if we could only get that project to take off or get that email to be sent, then everything would work out. And there is absolutely a truth to that that we need to be pushing forward and moving forward in the physical world but there's also a great truth to the fact that um it comes from where we are within ourselves it comes from how aligned we are within ourselves so if we're not aligned if we're not plugged in if we're not powered up then we're making choices and decisions that are low of power and also of a lower frequency and then that's the result that we're going to get so morning practices can be anything this is one of the standard tools that I run my clients through. It's one of the basic ways in which we start before we do any of the deeper work with the core wound healing work or the life purpose work. But I also run the clients through it in the one-to-one -one calls. And so if any of you are thinking of working with me and you don't know how to start preparing for the work, this is really good homework. So a morning practice is anything that's going to be plugging you in to a source of power that is good for you. So it could be yoga, it could be exercise, it could be meditation, it could be mantras, it could be um, a cleansing ritual, um, whatever feels good for you. My recommendation is that a morning practice is something that is meditative, so it's something that engages the mind, and it's something that engages the body, and it's something that engages your spiritual uh, senses. So, you know, that could be three different things that you do. Or it could be one thing that works for you. Um, you know, sometimes people combine yoga with mantras and intentions and so forth. So it's for you to find what works for you. Setting an intention for the day is a really good way to start the day with gratitude for what you have, gratitude for what's to come and an intention for what you wish to experience during the day. Even if you just wish to experience more ease, you know, I, I kind of think if everyone left the, the house in the morning and said today, I wish to have a calm, peaceful, productive day. I wish my journey into work to be smooth. I wish my interactions with others to be respectful and gentle. If everyone set that as an intention, it would be quite amazing to see what the results would be. Just like if every single person started their day with meditation, I think we would live in a very different world. So how we start our mornings affect the rest of our day. And if we start annoyed, upset, thinking about yesterday, um, hungover, tired, grumpy, um, depressed, then that's what we're pretty much going to experience during the course of the day. What we tend to do is we don't really reset first thing in the morning and then we expect life to somehow reset us. And it will, 
but then we're giving our power away because we're expecting something external to shift us rather than we are the shift and then we see the shift in the external which should be a positive shift and so we go back and forth in this symbiotic relationship with our environment which ends up being in, enlightening for us and positive rather than de de depleting. So pick one or two things that feel really good for your morning practice and stick with it for 21 days. Because we form habits um, over the course of 21 days, it's a good period of time. That's how habits are ingrained in us to start and try something new. Now, what tends to happen with morning practices or any practices, we do it for a bit and it works, and then we stop doing it. We stop doing it because we get bored of it or we think, well, it's worked now, I don't need to do it. But we need to stick with it because that's how you power up. That's how you keep your energy levels um, powered up. You know, it's a bit like we don't charge um, a phone and then, you know, once it's 50% charged, we go, oh, well, there's no point now because it's got a bit of charge in it. Um, we don't charge a phone once and then expect it to remain on its charge indefinitely. So it's the same thing with us. You know, we're plugging in to get charged up and we need to make sure that we're charged up as much uh, as 100% as possible at the start of the day. And then that's your morning practice. So short, simple, sweet, um, and please feel free to drop me a line at amber at sacredspacehealing.org with any observations that you get whilst following your morning practice. You know, what, what's shifted for you? What feels good? Um, how has it felt after 21 days? You know, feel free to share on social media. There's a, um, a Twitter page that you can share insights on. Um, and there's also an Instagram page that you could share insights on. So it would be lovely to hear what your um, response has been to following the invitation to set a daily practice for yourself. Um, I truly feel that if we get our daily practice right and our morning practice right, then everything else starts to come into alignment also. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.